This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, you're listening to Good Things, the show where we speak to good people who are doing good things. I'm Dashan Johan. Chegu City Rahuyu believes that education is a fundamental human right. The last time I spoke to her on this very show, we talked about her journey as an education activist, why she decided to set up Buku Jalanan Chao Kit, and her philosophy of education. Fast forward a few months later, and Chegu City, who's also a part of Pati Muda, will be contesting for the Tanjong Karang parliamentary seat in Selangor. Welcome to the show, Chegu City. How are you? Thank you, Dash, for having me, for again talking to me. I feel good talking to you from Tanjong Karang. This is no. the time. <laughs> <laughs> it is the time. We are just about two weeks away from elections. Um, Chiku, the last time I spoke to you, uh, Muda had already been set up um, and you're one of the co-founders. But you were taking a little bit of a backseat from politics. Um, you, you were not tweeting much about politics in that sense. Um, you know, you were distancing yourself a little bit. But now, you know, uh, fast forward a few months, um, you're a candidate running to be an MP in one of the toughest seats in Selangor, uh, parliamentary seats, which is Tanjong Karang. What changed since the last time I spoke to you? I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I am afraid. You know, if it's only about me, I will not be afraid. I will never be afraid if it's only about me. I was really afraid of the situations of my organizations and my children. Me being in politics might jeopardize my children. And I don't want my children to be associated with politics. Knowing how politics in Malaysia works, you know, do people who, uh, who people from a different, uh, for example, ideology, different opinion, help the children because of the children, you know, regardless of whoever who are dealing with the children are different from you. Right. So stuff like that. I don't want to jeopardize my children and my organizations. But later, right, Dash, we face a lot of things. And I was like, Rayu, you need to be brave. You know, mm-hmm. and I want to prove this. When people always speak about chairs, not only chairs in parliament, but chairs in life, everyone mm-hmm. are sitting comfortably in in any chairs, in their own chairs, right, in their own seat. Right. And it's comfortable. Maintaining the chair, right, will mm-hmm. resort into you justifying and rationalizing might be perhaps, you know, bad things or anything. I don't want right. to do that. Right. I don't want to adjust my life in maintaining the chair. I want to fight. I don't want to care about the chairs that I'm sitting. And I and I, I don't care what might happen to me. You know, I want to fight for the children. Witnessing some of my children being taken into deportation center, seeing a lot of chances that my children did not get, reading all the reports on children in Malaysia having to face health problems, you know, I read UNICEF and FAO reports saying that children in Malaysia are facing a very bad health crisis. They are obese. They are experiencing stunting. And then the children at such an early age experiencing diabetes. And the numbers are very high. I mean, how come a country so blessed with a lot of 
natural resources like us, but children have to suffer like that. So why don't we really um, give that safe environment for children to grow in any way? So mm. that is why right, I was like, this is the time right? you do this, do this, do this. You might, I might not benefit from this at all, but I want to plant a seed so that the children can continue this later, bringing Malaysia to a place that we believe that this is a good life for everyone in Malaysia. That is why I'm stepping back into politics, offering myself to run. I don't know whether this is a crazy idea or not, but I want to do this. I want to do this. That's really great to hear. Um, and you know, this will be the first time you're running for elections. Um, elections is about two weeks away. Nominations are this weekend, uh, tomorrow actually. What are you? How are you feeling right now? <laughs> I really want to address that. I am feeling. I am overwhelmed with a lot of things, but most importantly, right? I am scared. I don't. I. I I'm not going to say. Then I'm not scared. I am scared whether if I were to give him a position, will I be able to really serve the best interests of the people? You know, and that is the question that I'm asking myself. Rahayu, would you be a very good um, person to serve your society? Would you be a good person to serve the community? Because, right, I understand all the stereotypes of Malaysians' politics. And I want to break free from that, Dash. I want to break free of that. If, for example, right, our YB is never above us. Our YB is someone to serve us. That's the thing. So I was like, Rahayu, when you are in position, would you walk the talk? You know, that is the that is among the things that I throw back to myself, checking myself and keeping myself on the ground. So that is one that is one feeling that I'm feeling mm -hmm. right now. That the feeling of overwhelm, of you know, being scared whether I will really take this amana. This is an amana. This is a responsibility bestowed upon me. I want to do this. I want to do this. Uh, inshallah. Okay. And then I need to learn a lot, Nadesh. I study political science. I study political science. But whatever that I study, Nadesh, in <laughs> <laughs> the theory of political science my goodness the reality when the reality of politics kicks in right I was like goodness <laughs> I thought I thought it's a different way and I think people who listen to me to our interview before and all my interviews right know how idealistic I am how optimistic I am that Malaysia can be better if we have a better politicians right but I'm going to I'm going to stick to that idealism, but I'm going to be pragmatic as well about that. You know, I I want to do that. I am everywhere, happy, scared, all um, all pumped up for this. Just like <laughs> bring it on, let's do this or something like that. You know, you are really honest and you're very humble about your venture into politics, right? And I'm wondering, how are you dealing with the realities of politics? And I'm, ta I'm talking about, you know, not the serving the people side of things, but the Game of Thrones, quote-unquote, side of things, right? Um, you've already had to deal with 
people bashing you on, on social media because sentences from interviews were taken out of context, headlines were framed a certain way, and you've had to come out and explain yourself and, and all of these things. How are you dealing with all of that? I've been telling my, my camp, my team, right? If we want to go into this, right, it is about assuring the people of what we want to do. Just tell what we want to do, what we want to bring, how we want to, how we want politics, you know, to be framed. And most importantly, never talk bad about your opponent. Or best is never talk about your opponent. Like, don't give them <laughs> a free publicity. You right. know, just go and talk about us and what we want to do, what we want to offer. And I think that will be really healthy. It is like, you, know, you guys, you know like, that my background is from an NGO, right? We do a lot of pitching for funding. So I, I was, I was um, comparing both. If I were to pitch to my funders, right, to get funding, would I talk back about organizations who do similar works about me? Mm-hmm. Funders wouldn't like me. Right. right. So this is the same thing. I am pitching to my boss, which is, which is everyone. People of Tanjong Karang, I am pitching to them. Hello, people of Tanjong Karang. My name is Siti Rahibarin. This is what I want to offer to you guys. This is what I want to do to you guys, with you guys. We want to do this together. Stuff like that. You know, I want to treat it like that. I want to honor. I want to honor them. I want to honor people of Tanjong Karang by bringing a healthy politics. And of course, Dash, the reality of politics, the game of throne is so, and I was shocked and I'm shocked. I'm not, I was shocked. <laughs> I'm still in shock right now having to deal with all of that. But everywhere that I go, right, I, I told myself I need to be humble. I need to smile. I need to say, I need to apologize first. I, I think it's not wrong to always apologize and opening room to discussion. I need to be humble about that. People might misquote me. People might say things. Oh, there will be sentiment. But that is because they don't know me, right? And I think it's a task that I need to take up uh, for people to get to know better, for people to know what kind of person I am. That is why I'm so thankful for today's conversation. So people who, who, who is listening, right, can judge on their own. You know, I know all of us have a dream of a better Malaysia, of a better leader that we can have. I, and I hope people are listening today, right, can judge me. Um, I, yeah, because I put myself in the, in the center stage, right? So definitely there will be a lot of judgment. But I, I really hope that we get to know one another better in order for us to work together and also for us to build a better Malaysia. Our country is a beautiful, wonderful country. I mean, you go everywhere. There's a lot of incidents of multiracial crisis in a lot of other countries. The, the things that we experience here, I think, is 5%. It's just a little. We still love one another All and right. we can do better. But, but we need to do better in the realm of politics and there's a fear of politics. You know, having good politicians will help narrate good livelihood of the people narrate i say narrate because right right now 
all the incidents of political hatred toward race, religion, or whatever it is, is actually a narrative being sent down. Right. So what kind of narrative and sen- sentiment that we want to create in our society, that's important. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, before we get to what exactly you're going to be pitching to Tanjong Karang and also what you're going to be pushing for in Parliament, I want to ask, why Tanjong Karang specifically? Why are you running in this seat? I think, right, Muda, we are really serious in this. We are really serious in wanting to change. But as you know, right, we are we are a young party, a new party. And of course, we need friends to work together. And we choose a coalition with Pakatan Harapan. And because of that, right, we need to go to a negotiation table. And in the negotiation table, of course, there will be negotiation. We understand what we need right now is to build trust with a coalition member who has been kind to accept us into the coalition, even though right now it's only electoral pact, but we need to honour the friendship given. So after the negotiation, we were given the seats that were given. So right now it's six seats, right, that we have. Um, six, including more, the one right. that we, yeah, that the one that belongs to Muda before this. Um, yeah, so when there's Tanjong Karang, right, we we were deciding among everyone to choose uh, the best candidate. I went I went for interview process as well. Wow. Was, uh, yes, yes, we do that. For us to select candidates, right, um, we'd go for interview and everything, even though I am one of the co-founders of Buddha, it, just, it was <laughs> not easy. Yeah. So, and then later it was decided and I was asked whether I'm ready to go to Tanjong Karang and I would say, and I say that I am ready to do this. I'm ready. On the show with me today is Chegu Siti Rayu Baharin, co-founder of Buku Jalanan Chowkit and Party Muda. After the break, I ask her what her pledges are to the people of Tanjong Karang. Keep it here on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Darshan Johan and on the show with me today is Chegu Siti Rayu Baharin, co-founder of Buku Jalanan Chowkit and Party Muda. She will be contesting for the Tanjong Karang parliamentary seat at GE15. So, Chegu, you've been a passionate education <coughs> activist, teacher for many years. You've, you've also mentioned, right, that education is a fundamental human right. If you get elected um, and you go into parliament, how will you translate your activism into policies? You know, education, right, it's not only about your children being in a class learning something. It is not. Mm -hmm. But it's also everything that happened to the children in the process of learning. Children spend eight hours a day of their life, a big chunk of their life spent in school. I, right, really want to take care of the livelihood of the children in school. You know, school-going children are, are malnourished, most of them. That is why, right, they experience something during their formative years. Why? Because due to lack of nutrition. So, you know, among the things that I really wish to bring back to school is that for every children to get quality, nutritious food in school, you know? And if we say that our government couldn't afford that, we can, we can. 
with tax lah, everyone. I'm so sorry, the rich. But I think it's okay for us to tax the rich in order to give back to the children. You will be happy. Because right. right, the amounts that you're giving to the children will be very meaningful. That's one, that is one way that I'm looking at that. But I do think we do need to reform the way that the children are learning. Now, whether our learning systems are good for the children, providing quality education for the children, preparing them not only for work, but for life. Are we in our education system building a good human capital? Good human capital as a person who will be able to serve as a good person to the community and to the society? Or are we only going to create a system that create robots, you know, who later after they graduated is only about work and work and themselves? We need to do better than that. Our children need to nurture in education system in a project-based learning that that project ready them to face anything regarding life. For example, if they are engineer, right? In Tanjung Karang, right, we face the problem where farmers, body planter, right, they if they face a lot of um problem with bugs in body field. I believe that we can build our education system researchers who can work with farmers, who, who, who know the plight of farmers, who have the empathy and compassion and bringing values to the farmers and work together and collaborate. That is the kind of education system that we need to look to, that we need to reform in a way for it to accommodate livelihood of normal citizen, normal ordinary citizen. So that's one. I, it's not a big thing that I want to bring about. One, to make sure the um, nutrition, you know, the healthy upbringing, the well-being of the children. One, two, is to reform education system again so that so the children, right, would grow up into becoming an empathetic and also compassionate citizen that they would flourish in their life but also they will help flourish the country, our Malaysia, together. Many have argued that our education system, particularly our public education system, public schools, has declined over the years due to lack of funding, a lack of focus, perhaps uh, overly uh, politicizing um, uh, you know, the way schools are run. Um, we've heard over the past, just over the past couple of years, um, things like period spot checks, rape, jokes, quote-unquote jokes, very misogynistic. Um, yesterday, we've seen, uh, you know, no. reports reports where a young girl was forced to get on her knees, uh, remove her, you know, her holy ash from her head. And, and all of these things, we, we hear this and, and it, it it's very saddening. And because of that, many parents who... Perhaps they, they cannot afford private education. They put, like, the number one choice seems to be Chinese schools, um, as JKC, and all people who can afford it always prefer private schools and later private universities and all of that. This wasn't necessarily the case when I was growing up. 
because public schools were the number one choice um, unless you're like super duper wealthy or something like that and you want to go to private. But middle class families loved going to putting their, uh, you know, their children in SK. What do you think happened here? I am proud to say that I am a product of a national education system. Right. I am. I went to Tadika Kemas when I was young. I went to SK. I went to Sekolah Menengah Kebangsaan. Yeah. And I went to public university. But I think, right, I am lucky mm-hmm. that I find security in all my learning years. And I think what is missing right now, that security, or might be, right? I was lucky not to experience this way before. Mm-hmm. Might be the insecurity offered to the children in school, in a learning space, are actually rooted from way back when. Perhaps, right? right. But I don't have to face it. Might be somebody else have to face it, right. being discriminated, you know, having to face harassment and everything. So right now, right, that is why I don't want to talk about big, big policy. I want to talk about how are we going to ensure that these years of learnings of our children are in the compound of a very safe learning environment. How are we going to provide that to our children? Safe learning environment that they will not be harassed. They will be always included, right? There will be always equity to every children, regardless of whoever they are. That is a thing that we need to look at. So my task is to ensure that every children get that luckiness, you know, Absolutely. to experience and to be happy about school. When they speak about school, they will say, oh, that's the best year of my life. <laughs> yeah. Right now, right, how are we going to provide that, the experience, the best years of life to our children through their learning platform, through their learning space? Yeah, I will work hard on that dash. I would, I would. Have you guys ever experienced, you know, the incident where your child cried and don't want to go to school? Or your teenage children, you know, who get who went to school, don't want to wake up in the morning to go to school? Then, right, you need to check why. Perhaps there's something about school that make them don't want to go. So we need to create a school where children, right, when they... They think about school, going to school, 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 school. I want to go to school. You know? Right. Because that's the best place for them to release the stress from home or anything. Right. We need to work up there. Absolutely. Because a lot of people, you know, they, they think about revolutionizing the education system in like bombastic ways. Yeah. But I think people forget the fundamentals, which is it needs to be yeah. a safe, safe space for yeah. learning. And and, yeah. and that's the it's, then that's the the priority. That's the first step. Now, Chico City, you know, apart from you know how you're going to push for these policies in Parliament. Now, um, while it's not necessarily the MP's job um, per se to think about local issues, we know the reality of politics in Malaysia um, till today is that people do um, judge MPs 
from that front as well. Yeah. Um, you know, your turon, your what your turon padang, and what you're gonna do in terms of local issues and and things like that. What are key issues faced by people of Tanjong Karang, and what is your pledge to them? I, I think the most important problem in Tanjong Karang is social in an inadequate social protection system. Mm. Yeah, people might the most vulnerable might fall through the cracks. For example, right, we have a lot of farmers here. They they are doing paddy plantation, pesawa. My father is a pesawa, is a kampung. Um, there's a lot of uh, fishermen, nelayan around. And then, you know, for paddy plantations, right, in a year, you can only harvest twice. Right. And in between that, right, where is your income? Where is your income? And they, they need to pay for a lot of things, for example, uh, fertilizers, uh, all the machinery that they need to, to pay. Right. And when, while I was having my listening tour around uh, Tanjung Karang, I heard from this one farmer, right, Ikedai Kopi, he said that in the end, right, we end up in a debt. And I know that is one of the tricks used by a lot of political parties that they, they give like freebies, handouts and everything, but it is not sustainable. You know, I, I, I think, right, we need to move away from poverty targeting to a life cycle approach that target core risk area so that they will be empowered. I think it's about the empowerment. What I want to bring to Tanjong Karang is to empower the people so that they would not be community that depend on help or depend on others. That is how Malaysia survived all of the challenges. We are actually very independent. Right. So, but how politician, government would want to empower the people so that they can contribute and also better their livelihood. That's what I want to bring into Tanjung Karang. And definitely... And definitely a better education system for Tanjung Karang. You know, I know a lot of um, children in Tanjung Karang grow up in SK and in a good education system. But, and then a lot graduated from university. But Tanjung Karang did not offer, like many of the rural space, right, did not offer employment right. opportunity. So that is why, right, most of them, have to go somewhere else to look for jobs. And what left is all parents here. And that is what happening. And the crisis of aging society, right? Looking after elderly parents and everything, then will be a problem. I am really inspired, Dash, by the idea that people are working from everywhere and they choose Bali. Right. You know, because Bali is like that. And I believe it is far away from 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 the central office. Yeah. Right? But they managed to work everywhere. Tanjung Karang is so beautiful with the Bali plantation. I think it somehow can resonate what Bali offer. But how do we shape Tanjung Karang into becoming a space that people can work from Tanjung Karang and then later bring back the glory or or 
create a glory of Tanjung Karang. It, this, I think, doesn't only apply to Tanjung Karang, but everywhere in Malaysia. Rather than people centralized in big city for works, it is about time for us to, how to say this, subside works to all areas in Malaysia so that development can be, you know, sort of um, equal everywhere. Yeah. So that is two things, uh, two things, three things uh, that I want to bring to Tanjung Karang to better the life of the farmer, the fishermen here, right? To help them in issues that they are facing in the party position, and oh, and also the livelihood of the fishermen and people working in Tanjung Karang to create employment. You know, to push the government. I cannot. I cannot create employment. I cannot. I know that. And if I am not in the government, that will be a harder task actually. But having a strong number of opposition, for example, definitely we want to win. Definitely want to win and form a government. But sending the right person, right, as your MP, whether your MP will be opposition or in the government. It's important to choose the right person because, right, they would take their works as a check and balance in the parliament when policy is drawn. Because Malaysia, we use the two-third majority. So you need to send the right person, regardless of any party that you want to choose, regardless whether they will be oppositions or um, in the government, but the right person with the right mind, a wise wisdom person need to be elected and sent to the to the parliament in order to ensure that the policy making right win the people that's important yeah absolutely before we wrap this conversation up Chegu City we uh, elections is happening on the 19th um you know the the mood among the masses is a bit mixed of course if you go on twitter Oh, it's like the biggest event of the year, GE15. You know, everybody's losing their minds in a positive way and, you know, and, and things like that. People are going to vote. But when you look the general masses, there's still a bit of, I don't know, you know, it's like after Lanka Sheraton, I don't want to get involved. All these kinds of things, right? And understandably so, there's very mixed feelings about GE15, especially since it's going <coughs> to... You know, we hope that there's no heavy rains and no floods, but it, you know, that's always a possibility. What is your message to the voters on the road to GE15? This is our right. I know people fail us every day. In fact, not only in politics, in life, people fail us every day. We fail ourselves every day. We stumble every day, but we, we stand up back, right? We stand up back because. This is the life, and then we need to continue our life. And our life is not only for us, it is for our children, future generation, people who are living and breathing today. And life is always about making decisions. So we need to choose and make decisions. Never give up with life, never get frustration, never get frustrated. Frustration is everywhere, it's happened in our daily life. And yes, we are frustrated over all the incidents in politics that we have to experience and it affected our life. But hey, we do have our right to choose to vote. But vote the right person. Send the right person to parliament. Come down 
on the 19th of November 2022 to vote. Elect the best possible person. Make them be responsible once you elect them. Check on them and always remember the MPs that we elected answer to us. It is not us who have to serve them. It is they who have to serve us. And this is also a reminder for myself. And if they fail us again, we have another five years. I know we will have to struggle and survive in that five years. But hey, we have the right. We have the right. And let us exercise our right. Come down to this election. Let us, let us participate in this democratic, democratic experiences. This is our life. We have to own it. So we vote. Yeah. And on that note, Thank you so much for joining me today, Chegu City. That was Chegu City Rayu Baharin, co-founder of Buku Jalanan Chowkit and Party Muda. She will be contesting for the Tanjong Karang parliamentary seat at GE15. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.